Hello and welcome to Mom Jovi, the podcast where my mom and I talk about Bon Jovi. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jill. In this episode, we're talking about burning bridges. Um, it's kind of a weird one, uh, at least in concept. I haven't heard it yet. It's, it's, it was released on August 21 in the year 2015. Um, and it's a mix of, of new songs as well as formerly unreleased and unfinished songs. Also, Richie Sambora does receive a writing credit on this album, uh, on the song Saturday Saturday Night Gave Me Sunday Morning. Um, but he's not; he doesn't play on this album, I don't believe. Um, it's the last Bon Jovi album to be released under Mercury Records, and in fact was created to serve the purpose of ending Bon Jovi's relationship with Mercury. Uh, John said, quote, I've stayed at that label my entire life, 32 years, and the longest tenured artist on Mercury, or whatever they're called this week. But my deal was up, and that's that. The title is directly referencing the intent of ending this relationship. Uh, John said, This hits it right in the head and tells you what happened. Listen to the lyrics because it explains exactly what happened. And that's that. Well, there we go. This song is called Teardrop to the Sea. Um, a Teardrop to the Sea. It was written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and Billy Falcon. Phil X, as a matter of fact, the, the new guitarist, he has write, writing credit on every one of these songs wow. except for the third track. Hmm. Um, I like this song okay. Really? Yeah. I don't like it at all. Really? It's sad, but it like still kind of sounds like a Bon Jovi song to me. Um I kind of like his voice, and, the, and, and some of the lyrics are okay. I didn't like the guitar solo at all. And I don't think I'm trying to be prejudiced against not it not being Richie, mm-hmm. but it seemed kind of harsh. Maybe. Screechy. I, th- I think um, that could be intentional. This album's kind of yeah, that's true. to be bitter. Yeah, that's right. Could be. Um, some lyrics that stood out to me uh, in the second verse. They shake my hand, pat my back. They know my drink. Welcome back. Life of the party, tears of a clown, can't hear a heartbreak, heartbreak, the music's too loud. Um, That sounds like it's probably about maybe record executives or something. People who have business interests in Bon Jovi and act like they're friends with them, but but don't actually care about them. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, There's some lines in the bridge. It's just broken glass, chalk lines on the street, move along, move along, ain't nothing to see. Creates the image of a crime scene. Yeah. Um... Presumably a uh, murder, possibly a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me that in most of the choruses he uses the line, my treasure just rags. But in the last chorus he says, my riches just rags. Ah, uh, yes, I, I see that. It makes more sense as a line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, it's not that I, maybe I'm, re- maybe I'm changing my mind. It's an okay song. Because I do like that whole thing about love, pick me up, I'm down on my knees. A teardrop to the sea, yeah. It's not a bad start to this album.
song's called We Don't Run. It was written by John, Phil, and John Shanks. Um, I like the song. I like it a lot. It's a solid rock tune. It is. It's got, obviously, that good beat in it. And it's quick and fast. It seems like we've had a lot of slow songs recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's like the whole thing. Yeah, and like it's similar to the previous track, pretty blatantly about Right. <laughs> running away. Not not running away. Right. Excuse me. From Mercury. Um, Burning Bridges. Rising again from the ashes. Yeah, it, it directly name drops the album Burning Bridges. Which is interesting because there's also a track at the end of the album called Burning Bridges. Yeah. I do find the, like, OOOs kind mm-hmm. of cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, especially knowing this came out in 2015. I'm pretty sure that was everywhere around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. But it doesn't, it's not like it doesn't work. Um, I would definitely listen to it again. was living my life like a long lost weekend Never felt nothing jumping right into the deep end I wasn't missing nothing, I was ever working Never hung around enough to regret it This song's called Saturday Night Gave Me Sunday Morning Written by John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and John Shanks um, I like this song too I actually like it too 
part of this album is like unfinished songs or unreleased songs. Oh, or okay. Whatever. Yeah, that's right. So this is probably just something that was written before. Yeah. Richie left the band. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like the um, chorus a lot. Yeah, it's 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 um it's catchy. It's upbeat. It's it's interesting. The title um of the song definitely brings to mind for me at least the song um someday I'll be Saturday night. Yes. Um, it's interesting yeah. the way. Uh, John and Richie's priorities change as they age. Yeah, because sometimes in the past, probably Saturday night would give you a, a bad Saturday Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and this seems to be like a new dawning day that's better. And it's kind of the idea of like um, a similar turn of phrase would be like I found Jesus at the bottom of a bottle, right? Or something like right, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like the way the there are sometimes in in like Bon Jovi songs where like I feel like the lyrics don't quite match the melody or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, this one fits nicely. And into that. Yeah. And the guitar solo. Oh yeah, good. yeah, very good. All right. I like the one on We Don't Run as well. Yeah, I do too. Both of these songs, last two songs, are definitely like the old time Bon Jovi. Yeah, they feel like Bon Jovi music. This song's called We All Fall Down, written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and John Shanks. Um, it's not bad. I think I really like this one, too. I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought you would like this one. <laughs> um, I especially like that phrase, don't be afraid to scrape your knees on these streets of shattered dreams. Mm, that's not bad. I like that. Um, personally, I find, lyrically, uh, I find the song a bit cliche. Yeah, of course. I have a generic, inspirational song. It's interesting to me thinking about in the context of John writing this album in order to leave the label about leaving the label. Right. Um, that he apparently felt the need to write this song about like not being scared to take that next step or whatever. Um, it's hard for me to imagine someone as rich and successful and stuff as John Bon Jovi being afraid to take this step. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Is it possible they wrote the song though before that? It's one of the old songs. Uh, make the album. I mean, maybe. I mean, the fact that Phil X has a credit. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is not to say, I mean, he has a credit on a lot of these songs, and so maybe he re- reworked some. It, it's possible that he just he contributed enough to the songs, uh, to, the, to the to the unfinished songs enough that he deserved a credit or whatever. Yeah. But um. I like I liked it. I liked the music and the lyrics both. The fact that uh, also the fact that just that John did say that the the lyrics of this album explain the what happened or whatever. Oh, that's true. He didn't say just listen to the lyrics and know what's going on. He didn't say like on. certain songs. He just said. Yeah. Um, um, um. What else about the song? Yeah, I find Climb Every Mountain particularly cliche. Well, of course, because um, that goes back to Sound of Music. But, uh, Oh, is that a Sound of Music reference? I didn't know. I think. Maybe. I thought it was just a generic inspirational phrase. It is too, yeah. This song is called Blind Love. It was written by John Bon Jovi and Phil X. Um, it's not bad. I think it's really strong for um, John's voice on this one. Mm-hmm. And um, the lyrics are interesting to me. I kind of feel like this could go into a movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of that got that orchestra feel in the background. Mm-hmm. I like it, though. Yes, yeah, as we mentioned before. Uh, well-worn ground for Bon Jovi in the working-class struggle. Yep. Um, but it's a it's kind of a gentle take on the theme. It's about just quietly persevering 
one day at a time rather than like defiantly raising your fist or yeah exactly and i like that the love story behind it yep um there's a bit in the bridge that stood out to me uh these days it's hard for me to feel the sand beneath my feet with his gunny sack and boots on um yeah i didn't know what that was referencing yeah gunny sack is basically just like a potato sack yeah um i don't understand if it means he's wearing the gunny sack in some manner or carrying things in a gunny sack um at first, I assumed it was military imagery because I didn't know what a gunny sack was. But ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what that's about with the sand beneath my feet. And the kind of the boots on. Probably just the working man thing again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel this, it's hard for me to feel the sand beneath my feet. To me, sort of rings a sa uh, similarly to the phrase uh, about like not seeing the forest for the trees or whatever. Yeah. It might have something to do with like missing the details. Something yeah, or that's getting true. I like the, the whole idea about the patr patron saint of blind lads. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so another song we kind of like, huh? This one's alright. Sleep safe on tonight, cause blind love is guiding every step I take. It's one less I've gotta make till I find my way home trying. This song's called Who Would You Die For? It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and Billy Falcon. But if you told me that Richie Sambora had a writing credit on this song too, I would believe you. I would too. Um, it's not a terrible song. I like it okay. It's a little bit long. It's a bit long, yeah. It's um, it's like, well, it's less than four minutes, but oh, it feels it really long. longer than that. It feels really long, um, especially when it gets to the bridge, which yeah. it repeats. It's... it's two lines that it repeats four times and it's it's a bit much yeah but i do want to point out i noticed the drums on this song um mm -hmm. tico torres has been a steady factor in this band for yeah. all these years and he probably doesn't get the recognition he needs but i did notice his drumming on this particular song for some reason and of course i think he's good i also like one time i saw him in an interview and he was they were just talking about what he likes about the band he goes well i've been looking at john bon jovi's butt for 30 years i think i just like being behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's interesting um the way the what i mean by uh the richie sambora thing is like the it has this um this kind of weird dark edge that certain songs that richie's had a hand in have had like it reminds me of um if I was your mother. Yeah, definitely. Um, this kind of obsessive love. Um, reminds me of, of a Richie song. Yeah. Um, the drumming, as you mentioned, uh, yeah, there's definitely there's a part where like the drums drop out. There's a part where like everything drops out. Yeah, and it's just John singing the opening verse again, yeah, which is yeah. pretty interesting. There's like a little bit of music playing in the background, but I can't even tell what it is. It's so quiet. Um, and then the drums like come back in in a way almost reminiscent of like um, in the air tonight. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. The song has kind of a cinematic feel, 
I think. And like you were saying about how the yeah, other one feels I, like a yeah, movie. Yeah, it does. I could see a video for this song at least, certainly. Um, yeah. It's not my favorite thing I've heard so far on this record, but. Um, no, but it's not one of the worst or one of the ones where you would like turn it. When you walked into the party, it was like a guest all disappeared. You dropped in with a group of friends, didn't notice they were there. Was it the way your fingers held that glass? The way your lips broke when you laughed? I don't care if the devil's keeping score. But just one kiss I call across the floor. This song is called Fingerprints. Once again, it was written by John, Phil, and Billy. Though, once again, if you told me that Richie Sambora had a hand in this one, I'd believe it. Yeah, I can see that too. I can. I am not a big fan of this song, though. I liked it. Really? I liked it okay. It's kind of, it has a weird, almost like a nautical feel to it in a weird way. Like a, like a sea shanty or something. Um, not lyrically, just musically. Yeah. Um... Lyrically, it's it's kind of a standard ballad, I think. Yeah. Um, though I do like this idea, this this image it keeps coming back to of like an invisible man like feeling invisible yeah. since this relationship ended, like like not even there. Um, I like the line, "Does a promise really break if nobody sees it fall?" Yeah, I thought I laughed at that about the tree falling. Um, the yeah, there's some cute parts to it, or some interesting parts. Maybe not cute, but interesting parts to it. It's, um, it's, there's like, there are two guitar solos in this, I think. Yeah. And Felix, I think, really got to show off his chops in this song. Yeah, and it's good. Um, he did a really good job. It's, um, it's the longest song on the album, nearly six minutes long. Yeah. It doesn't feel as long as Who Would You Die For, though. That's true, it does not. Um, even though it's even nearly two minutes longer. Longer, yeah.
song's called Life is Beautiful. It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, Billy Falcon, and Chris DeStefano, who is like kind of a pop country songwriter. Mm. Um, and I had assumed because of that, um, because like this guy's worked with Carrie Underwood and stuff, I'd assumed yeah. that like, oh, this must be a leftover song from the uh, Lost, Lost Highway Probably. era. But um, there's no way that's the case. He hasn't been working long enough to have collaborated with them back then. Ah. Um, so it's just a weird coincidence they just happens to work with another yeah another uh, country guy Nashville songwriter for this song Life is Beautiful uh, it's an okay song I like it I like the paradox in it that you know all this life stuff is messy and yet life can be beautiful I like it better than um the one from the last album, uh, The Beautiful World or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Or maybe life is beautiful to him because he's got a woman who is going to forgive the guilty king. Guilty king wears a broken crown. She's sweet forgiveness in her This song's called I'm Your Man. It was written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and John Shanks. Um, it's all right. It's all right song. I like it a lot. That part, I, that part, da, 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 that part in there that they keep repeating. It's from some pop song or something kind of recently that I've heard that before. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I, I said, there's, some, there's definitely some like cliche stuff yeah. on this album but like yeah. that's Bon Jovi yeah um I don't love this song it's it's like it doesn't stand out to me as something special um it's not my least favorite thing on the record I don't think uh I think the music behind it's kind of catchy yeah it's catchy for sure um lyrically it's kind of interesting that like in the first verse it's like you can always count on me in the second verse, it's like these these two verses seem to be very much about like commitment. But then the next two are about like no commitment. Uh, no strings attached <laughs> yeah. type of situation. Yeah, but we're not going to ask any questions because we don't want to lie. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And maybe it's more meant to be about less less necessarily about a no strings attached type of situation and more of um just kind of a. Like an unspoken connection, uh, yeah. a situation where like they, they don't feel the need for labels, but they both know that they can rely on each other to a certain extent. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, one thing I will say is, uh, by this point in the record, it's definitely become clear to me that not every song on this album is about leaving Mercury Records. Right. Some of them are just yeah. typical bon love songs, songs or yeah. whatever, Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. Yeah.
So this song's called Burning Bridges. I wonder what it's about. <laughs> it was written by John and Phil. Um, it's it's uh, almost three minutes long, not two. Um, it is, yeah, it's very obviously about leaving Mercury Records. Perhaps the most explicitly it's of any song on this fun, album. fun, though. It's yeah. real fun. It's like, I mean, he says in the opening, in the in the chorus, rather, in the, the, the refrain, he refers to the song as a sing-along, which is what it is. It is. It's got a kind of, like, it wouldn't, musically, it wouldn't sound out of place on, like, Barney. Or, right, um, right. Around a, a campfire or something. Yeah. Um, it does say the word hell, though, so it probably wouldn't right. actually be on Barney. No, it wouldn't. Um, so let's see. It's uh, it says goodbye a bunch of times in a bunch of different languages in the chorus. Um, here's the last song you can sell. You know, the last song that Mercury Records can sell yeah, to make some money exactly. on Bon Jovi. Uh, let's call it Burning Bridges. Play it for your friends in hell. It's, it's very. It's the whole song is basically a giant yeah. middle finger to the it record is. execs. Why do you think then it ends with the last? Um, it doesn't say see you in hell. It says. It says play it for your friends in Saint Tropez. Which is a town on the French Riviera. Uh, um, I can only assume that that's a very specific middle finger to someone John yeah, somebody specific. hates in particular. Yeah, um, who presumably summers there or something like that. Some wealthy executive type. Um, Do you think all the background singers are like everybody in the whole entire band singing together? Or they got some other people to join them? Um, let's see. In personnel, it lists Phil X, Hugh McDonald. Um, David Bryan, John Shanks, Mike Rue, who I don't even know who Mike Rue is. It lists all those people as backing vocals. Ah, so it's probably all of them. In fact, Mike Rue in specific says backing vocals, track 10. Uh, so he was just brought in to, to add right, to a right. number of voices singing <laughs> along. I actually really like this song. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, Shut the lights off, turn the page, the stories I could write. I've seen a million faces and I've lived a million lives. Um, I've seen a million faces is from the. Why Dead or Alive? I've rocked them all, yeah. yeah. Um, there's our history for all to see the scars and the smiles and all the scars. First the rising, then the falling. Call this chapter Shooting Stars. Must sound good from where you are. Um, then it says goodbye, goodbye again. Check the box, yeah, mark this day. There's nothing more to say. After 30 years of loyalty, they let you dig a grave. Again, specifically calling out Mercury. <laughs> I love it. Um, and also, like, the check the box. It's, like, kind of being like, okay, we wrote a tenth song. We, we did it. It's an yeah, album. We're done. Yeah. Um, so, like, Mercury wouldn't have any say on who what songs they can have on there. Like, they could put the song on no matter what. Songs. What if Mercury didn't want them to have the song on there? I'll give you half the publishing. You're why I wrote this song. Like, as in half the publishing rights for yeah. his music. Um, I think... Probably, yeah, because it was like it bringing an end to their relationship, they probably didn't care so yeah. much about the content of the album. I um, can see them rolling their eyes. Yeah, they're like, but it doesn't affect us. As you mentioned, we can still sell the song and make money off yeah, it. Yeah, so. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's a good song. It's a good album, I would say. Um, it's way better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's only 40 minutes long, which yeah. is... a nice change of pace yeah uh, it's, it's interesting to see what this band can do when they're not so concerned about i don't know impressing somebody or proving something or yeah um trying to be bon jovi yeah. you know they're just like here's some songs 
were done. And it's like, these are all good songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, I like this album. So that's Burning Bridges. I'm really glad we didn't decide to skip this one. Me too. Um, it would have been a shame. I'm going to put some of these on my playlist. Yeah, this is one of the best things that we've listened to in a while for this show. Um, so that makes me wonder a little bit about that box set. What, the... Were there songs on there that were they, yeah. 100, 100 million. Maybe there's some really good ones on there, too. That could be. Um... I just wanted to look really quick at the writing credits on the next album because I was like, I hope Felix has a, a bunch. Of, he's credited twice on this them. song. What? <laughs> but yeah, he's on all of them. So that's, I think, I don't know. I've enjoyed the music that he's been making with John so far. Yeah. So I'm looking I forward to the next one. Richie had to be replaced. Felix is the guy to do it. Seems like it. And again, if we do end up doing a season where we talk about solo albums, Felix does have some like solo-ish records we could listen to. If you wanna if you wanna email us, you can email us at momjovipodcast at gmail If you wanna leave us an iTunes review and say how much you like the show, we'd appreciate that. Um, if you like the show, tell a friend, tell us. It's the only way we would uh, keep making it is if people told us they wanted us to keep making it. 